0: Chapter 18 of the Circular Staircase. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Winna Hathaway. The Circular Staircase by Mary Roberts Reinhardt. Chapter 18 A Hole in the Wall. My taking the detective out to Sunnyside raised an unexpected storm of protest from Gertrude and Halsey. I was not prepared for it, and I scarcely knew how to account for it. To me, Mr. Jamieson was far less formidable under my eyes where I knew what he was doing than he was off in the city, twisting circumstances and motives to suit himself, and learning what he wished to know about events at Sunnyside in some occult way. I was glad enough to have him there, when excitements began to come, thick and fast. A new element was about to enter into affairs. Monday or Tuesday at the latest would find Dr. Walker back in his green and white house in the village, and Louisa's attitude to him in the immediate future would signify Halsey's happiness or wretchedness as it might turn out. Then, too, the return of her mother would mean, of course— That she would have to leave us, and had become greatly attached to her. From the day Mr. Jameson came to Sunnyside, there was a subtle change in Gertrude's manner to me. It was elusive, difficult to analyze, but it was there. She was no longer frank with me, although I think her affection never wavered. At the time, I laid the change to the fact that I had forbidden all communication with John Bailey— and had refused to acknowledge any engagement between the two. Gertrude spent much of her time wandering through the grounds or taking long cross-country walks. Halsey played golf at the country club day after day, and after Louise left, as she did the following week, Mr. Jameson and I were much together. He played a fair game of cribbage, but he cheated at solitaire. The night the detective arrived Saturday, I had a talk with him. I told him of the experience Louise Armstrong had had the night before on the circular staircase, and about the man who had so frightened Rosie on the drive. I saw that he thought the information was important, and to my suggestion that we put an additional lock on the east wing door, he opposed a strong negative. "'I think it probable,' he said, "'that our visitor will be back again.' And the thing to do is to leave things exactly as they are to avoid rousing suspicion. Then I can watch for at least a part of each night, and probably Mr. Innes will help us out. I would say little as little to Thomas as possible. The old man knows more than he is willing to admit. I suggested that Alex, the gardener, would probably be willing to help, and Mr. Jamieson undertook to make the arrangement. For one night, however, Mr. Jameson preferred to watch alone. Apparently, nothing occurred. The detective sat in absolute darkness on the lower step of the stairs, dozing, he said afterwards, now and then. Nothing could pass him in either direction, and the door in the morning remained as securely fastened as it had been the night before. And yet, one of the most inexplicable occurrences of the whole affair took place that very night. Liddy came to my room on Sunday morning with a face as long as the moral law. She laid out my things as usual, but I missed her customary garrulousness. I was not regaled with New Cook's extravagances to eggs, and she even forbore to mention that Jameson on whose arrival she had looked with silent disfavor. "'What's the matter, Liddy?' I asked at last. "'Didn't you sleep last night?' "'No, ma'am,' she said stiffly did you have two cups of coffee at your dinner? I inquired. No, ma'am, indignantly. I sat up and almost upset my hot water. I always take a cup of hot water with a pinch of salt before I get up. It tones the stomach. Liddy Allen, I said, stop calming that switch and tell me what is wrong with you. Liddy heaved a sigh. "'Girl and woman,' she said. "'I've been with you twenty-five years, Miss Rachel, through good temper and bad. "'The idea! "'And what have I taken from her in the way of sulks? "'But I guess I can't stand it any longer. "'My trunk's packed.' "'Who packed it?' I asked, expecting from her tone to be told she had wakened to find "'it done by some ghostly hand. "'I did, Miss Rachel. "'You won't believe me when I tell you this house is haunted. "'Who was it fell down the clothes chute?' Who was it scared Miss Louise almost into her grave? I'm doing my best to find out, I said. What in the world are you driving at? She drew a long breath. There is a hole in the trunk room wall dug out since last night. It's big enough to put your head in, and the plaster is all over the place. Nonsense, I said. Plaster is always falling. But Lady clenched that. "'Just ask Alex,' she said. "'When he put the new cook's trunk there last night, the wall was as smooth as this. "'This morning it's dug out, and there's plaster on the cook's trunk. "'Miss Rachel, you can get a dozen detectives and put one in every stair in the house, "'and you'll never catch anything. "'There's some things you can't handcuff.' "'Liddy was right. "'As soon as I could, I went up to the trunk room, which was directly over my bedroom.' The plan of the upper story of the house was like that of the second floor in the main. One end, however, over the east wing, had been left only roughly finished, the intention having been to convert it into a ball room at some future time. The maids rooms, trunk room, and various storerooms, including a large airy linen room, opened from a long corridor like that on the second floor and in the trunk-room, as Liddy had said, was a fresh break in the plaster. Not only in the plaster, but through the lathing, the aperture extended. I reached into the opening, and three feet away, perhaps, I could touch the bricks of the partition wall. For some reason, the architect, in building the house, had left a space there that struck me, even in the surprise of the discovery, as an excellent place for a conflagration to gain headway. "'You're sure the hole was not here yesterday?' I asked Liddy, "'whose expression was a mixture of satisfaction and alarm. "'In answer she pointed to the new cook's trunk, "'that necessary a chunk of the migratory domestic. "'The top was covered with fine white plaster as was the floor, "'but there were no large pieces of mortar laying around, "'no bits of lathing. "'When I mentioned this to Liddy, she merely raised her eyebrows.' Being quite confident that the cap was of unholy origin, she did not concern herself with such trifles as a bit of mortar and lath. No doubt there were even then heaped neatly on a gravestone in the Casanova churchyard. I brought Mr. Jameson up to see the hole in the wall directly after breakfast. His expression was very odd when he looked at it, and the first thing he did was to try to discover what object, if any, such a hole could have. He got a piece of candle, and by enlarging the aperture a little, was able to examine what lay beyond. The result was nil. The trunk-room, although heated by steam-heat, like the rest of the house, boasted of a fireplace and mantel as well. The opening had been made between the flue and the outer wall of the house. There was revealed, however, on inspection, only the brick of the chimney on one side and the outer wall of the house on the other in depth the space extended only to the flooring the bridge had been made about four feet from the floor and inside were all the missing bits of plaster it had been a methodical ghost it was very much of a disappointment i had expected a secret room at the very least and i think even mr Jamieson had fancied he might at last have a clue to the mystery there was evidently nothing more to be discovered Liddy reported that everything was serene among the servants, and that none of them had been disturbed by the noise. The maddening thing, however, was that the nightly visitor had evidently more than one way of gaining access to the house, and we made arrangements to redouble our vigilances to windows and doors that night. Halsey was inclined to pooh-pooh the whole affair. He said a break in the plaster might have occurred months ago and gone unnoticed, and that the dust had probably been stirred up the day before. After all, we had to let it go at that, but we put in an uncomfortable Sunday. Gertrude went to church, and Halsey took a long walk in the morning. Louise was able to sit up, and she allowed Halsey and Liddy to assist her downstairs late in the afternoon. The east veranda was shady, green with vines and palms, cheerful with cushions and lounging chairs. We put Louise in a steamer chair, and she sat there passively enough, her hands clasped in her lap. We were very silent. Halsey sat on the rail with a pipe, openly watching Louise as she looked broodingly across the valley to the hills. There was something baffling in the girl's eyes. "'and gradually Halsey's boyish features lost their glow at seeing her about again "'and settled into grim lines. "'He was like his father just then. "'We sat until late afternoon, Halsey growing more and more moody. "'Shortly before six he got up and went into the house, "'and in a few minutes he came out and called me to the telephone. "'It was Anna Whitcomb in town.' "'and she kept me for twenty minutes, "'telling me the children had had the measles "'and how Madame Sweeney had botched her new gown. "'When I finished, Liddy was behind me, "'her mouth a thin line. "'I wish you would try to look cheerful, Liddy,' I groaned. "'Your face would sour milk.' "'But Liddy seldom replied to my jibes. "'She folded her lips a little tighter. "'He called her up,' she said, oracularly. "'He called her up and asked her to keep you on the telephone "'so he could talk to Miss Louise. "'A thankless child is sharper than a serpent's tooth.' "'Nonsense,' I said brusquely. "'I might have known enough to leave them. "'It's a long time since you and I were in love, Liddy, "'and we forget.' "'Liddy sniffed. "'No man ever made a fool of me,' she replied virtuously. "'Well, something did.' Are retorted. End of chapter eighteen. Recording by Winna Hathaway in Fayetteville, North Carolina.